just like that, it is another episode of the Pitch Invasion podcast. Uh, this is Mzawa Molloy standing in for Loazi Sukrubu. This uh, mid-season loan spell is still continuing. Um, I think it's temporarily. I'm doing Matthew Rusike type stuff when I'm all aware I'm... Uh, I'm leaving. I'm moving in between clubs. I'm just worried like that. Long spell going to happen. The more United lose, we might not see Lozzy for a very, very long time. Uh, welcome to episode 29. We have Imeka and Yadike on the phone. Imeka. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm good and uh, great to be on the show. Um, I think you're not just replacing Lozzy. I think Lozzy is. Um, staying away because Man United lost last weekend, and you know everything was so good. I mean, like we had him on on video uh, on social media with uh, with with uh, the great comeback in Paris. You know, so I was like, yeah. no, he'll he'll be here, he'll be here, but uh, but he will definitely be here for episode thirty, guys. Can you believe it? It's episode thirty is just around. The uh, yeah, he's he's um, he's his whole bubble was busted by Arsenal over the weekend, so. You know, I can understand him not, not wanting to be around. We're approaching episode 30. And, you know, when I think about it, I mean, 30 episodes deep. I mean, in like the first 28 episodes, Liverpool were on top. <laughs> now, <laughs> episode 29. Good, yeah. 30, Liverpool good, yeah, are chasing. What the heck has happened to your team? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to um, we'll get to, to all the happenings in England. But before we get there, guys... Absa Premiership, obviously it's blowing up, but bef- but Absa Premiership in the context of the African game. Ola, Orlando Pirates, your team, my team, 2-2 against uh, FC Platinum, a team they should have beaten. Now, Orlando Pirates are, are chasing Absa Premiership glory. They're, they have to go away to Guinea and beat Horoya. Should Orlando Pirates give up the CAF Champions League for the sake of... For the sake of of their of their assault on the Ice Supreme. To be honest with you, I don't think they should, you know, because remember in that season where they won um trebles, yeah. right? Um they could have made quadruples. Mm. You know, so uh they clearly have had the experience of how to deal with African football and club football at the same time and um league football. So I don't think it's a matter of them having to choose because I mean, let's face it, if you're in both competitions, mm. you might as well invest yourself in them. I'm not in the belief that, you know, oh one should take priority over the other because then, you know, the, the great Manchester United treble wouldn't exist you know if uh, if Sir Alex Ferguson decided okay you know what you know what the FA Cup just put it aside and we'll put all our eggs on the Champions League and in the Premier League so I think they should still go for it I mean they've got nothing to lose the games are spread out nicely and you know they've the task is simple now they have to go to Arroyo and win and then you know from there I think the fixtures will spread themselves out nicely so that they can have uh, a decent balance of games because if you look at Sundown, Sundowns have literally had a fixture pileup mm. simply because you know they've had um, uh, the league games and they've had the calf games and the catch up games. Yeah. So I think with Pirates, they're in a better position than you know that Sundowns okay. were when they fixtures had to be like piled up all into one. So now, Emeka, having considered what Ola's just said, Pirates immediately after playing. Um, after playing Horoya, they've got a match against fellow title contenders, Budvest Vitz. If you're Michu, what are you thinking? Let's we're doing, we're pulling out your calculus, you're budgeting now. Are you saying I will go? What should be the what should you think? What do you think the, the directive should be? Should they continue to they go full steam ahead, look for a win against Horoya, or they look say, you know what? Well, this is our chance to win a trophy, to win the league for the first time in almost a decade. 
I, I think they can do both. I think that uh, the way it is right now, if, if they didn't have a chance, maybe maybe they will give up on, on Africa. But I think that doing well in Africa further enhances the club's uh, reputation in Africa, especially that they, they've struggled over the last couple of seasons. So it's one game that they can they can take something out of and progress to the next round while still re retaining their, their quest. I, I thought the reason they, they struggled last weekend was because having jumped to the... Mecca? No, we've lost Mika for a sec there. But you know, just to touch on Mika's point there, I I really do believe that Pirates can handle both, you know, the, the league uh, and and the Cap Champions League. Yeah. Because I mean, um, at this stage of the season, you don't know which one mm. you know you're most likely to win. So you might as well give a hundred percent. You know, in both. You know, right now, you know, who's to say Pirates are gonna win? You know, obviously the remaining yeah. Eight, I mean, eight eight games what and... they've got like Wits, Free State, Maritzburg. So I mean, uh, I think Emeka's back, and they've got that fixture against uh, Sundowns, followed by Cape Town City. Yeah, yeah. Emeka, you were saying? Look, it's, it's, yeah, I was saying that that the the there's no, no, not, there's no nothing is guaranteed. Whether you you are gonna win the league or win, but you have a chance to take both of them. It's one game that they, they can get a result in in Guinea and still continue that their chase of the of the league. So the way it is right now, you know, this is when you know whether you have strength in depth on how good the coach is in being able to balance it. We've seen with Sundowns where, um, you know, I, I always said uh, before that a game in hand means nothing. You're better off winning the games that you have and and then you know you hope that that some other team will fall and we've seen them they, they struggle against amazulu and, and they struggled in the last couple of weeks as well because they have this pile up and you know in their head they also want to do it but we saw them do very well in 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 the game against lobby uh which i thought they played they played, they played really well and um they scored some really good goals and could have scored even 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 a lot more so um, you know, for for any club, especially when you see how good TV Mazembe and especially the North African clubs are in terms of their, their ratings and their, their Africa, um, you know, the way people people view them in Africa. Yeah, I think for for Sundowns and and Pirates, they cannot afford uh, not to not to pay attention to to those Africa games because that's what helps them further expand their their ratings on the on the continent. I just sorry yeah. to, to touch on what Amik has said. I mean, quarterfinals, you're looking at eight teams. To yeah. have two, you know, out of eight teams from, from South, South Africa. Africa, that's a big, big, big uh, sort of a shift in terms of the mindset of how serious South African clubs take continental football. Because, you know, in the past, we've seen a lot of South African teams sort of, you know, come in half-hearted mm. uh, in, in continental football. And maybe, maybe that sort of half-hearted approach has had an impact on Bafana Bafana okay. you know, in some way or another. We're getting because, to that, yeah. Because maybe, you know, the other African teams think, oh, well, you know, if their club teams, you know, aren't as serious, you know, their big teams, the Chiefs, the Pirates, which is where majority of our mm -hmm. national players come from, if those clubs, you know, don't take African, you know, um, uh, competition seriously, then why why would you fear Bafana Bafana yeah. coming? You know, so I, I I think now that you know Sundowns having won it, you know, not too long ago, and you know Pirates 
been in two finals of uh, the Champions League and Confederation Cup, and now those same two teams are taking it serious again. I think it just revives the brand of South African football and also makes other countries pay attention to South African football. So hopefully, you know, that translates to, you know, Bafana Bafana yeah. getting that little bit of respect. And, and I guess maybe for the, the banter FC guys out there, I don't think Pirates would be too happy with uh, with the Sundowns overtaking them uh, and getting that second start. That okay. would be like... <laughs> Listen, there's no chance of that happening. Yeah, that's true. That's, that, that's true. They, 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 they definitely held on. You can imagine how long Pirates held on to, the, to having the one star and the yeah. bragging rights around it until Sundowns got it. So for, for Sundowns to go to go to two, that would be a big blow for them. Uh, so, so definitely they, they have a chance, you know, and, and it's, it's quite funny, you know, if they go through, maybe they get a, a much better uh, draw than, than Sundowns and probably have a chance to progress. And they've got Micho who's, who, and Pizzo also, who both have now experience in Africa. Yeah. So uh, both teams have, have a good chance if they, if they go through their groups. And we've already seen, seen with, uh, with Sundowns. And I mean, like, it's, it's, it was actually great to see Sundowns do the business at home, 3-0 against Lobby Stars. Obviously, there are some uh, handbags afterwards with uh, Pizzo Mosimani and, uh, and the Lobby Stars uh, coach. But I mean, Pizzo saying Afri- South African teams have to take CAF Champions League seriously. Going back to what you were saying all about, if we're taking South, if, if South African clubs are taking CAF competition seriously, that does have a trickle-over effect into what happens with Bafana Bafana. I'm, I'm, I'm almost tempted to go forward, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, guys, Bafana Bafana, the squad, Stuart Baxter has, Stuart Baxter has released the, the names of, uh, of who will be playing or who will be in the squad going to, going to Tunisia to face Libya in that must win. Ola and I are saying must win. You say draw, Mecca, but in that must win uh, game against Libya. In, in uh, Afcon Afcon 2019 qualification, and I'm gonna I'm gonna reel out the names, right? So in the goalkeepers, we've got uh, Darren Keat, Rowan Williams, and Bruce Vuma as as the three goalkeeper choices. And the defenders is Daniel Cardoso, Rivaldo Kutsia, Aubrey Modiba, Tulani Tlajuayo, Busem Kwanazi, Sviso Tlanti, Innocent Maela, and Tamsanga Mkize. Then we've got Bongani Zungu in the midfielders, coming off an injury. Shumpukekana, Temba Zwane, Tiani Mabunda, Dean Furman, Kamuhelo Mogojo, Tulani Serrero, and Pirates, Timingosi Loch. And the forwards, we've got Lebo Motiba, Percy Dao, Lars Feltweik, uh, Lebo Khang Mabue, and Keegan Dolly. Guys, uh, interesting selection in terms of some of the names that have been called out in, in that squad. Any surprises for you that stood out? I mean, there's several surprises, but any name that stood out for you in particular, Emeka? Um, who's the third goalkeeper? Uh, uh, Bryce Vuma, the Kaiser Chiefs um, youngster. Yeah, that, that's my worry. You know, sometimes <laughs> you, 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 you imagine that, that uh, he doesn't even get to play regularly for, for, for Chiefs. And and you might have incidences in a game like this. You need to go with your with a, with a very formidable um, squad. And then also, I don't understand why Pule is not in that squad. Which Pule? Uh, uh, Vincent Pule from Pirates. Yes. Ah, okay, okay. Hola. Ah, uh, look. To be honest with you, it's an interesting squad. You know, I, I, again, I, I asked this question that you know, what what's wrong with? Um, the players from the so-called smaller teams. Yeah. Like, I mean, you look at this uh, squad, it's littered with Chiefs, Pirates, Sundowns, right? Which is just a cliche of a squad. 
And I then ask myself, I mean, we've got a guy called Moape Musonda, who's our top goal scorer, right? Is there anybody in that strikers list that's got more goals than him this season, mm. right? We need to go there and bang in goals, okay? Yeah. We need to go there and win, okay? So how is the league's top goal scorer? Starting lineup is another well, story. Well, for one, it's from, right? from Zambia, right? but yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I meant to say uh, Mutibim Vala. Ah, sorry. okay, okay, Mutibim okay. Vala, right? Yeah. He's the second top goal scorer in the league behind... Yeah. Um, um, uh, behind Musan, right? Yeah. How is he not in the squad? Hmm. Okay. He, you know, I, I'm looking at um, the, the strikers there, and none of the strikers have that many goals this season. Right, so Mvala clearly can bang in goals, and you look at the work that he's done with Highlands Park. I mean, he's kept them afloat. I mean, yeah. he even scored uh, recently on the weekend, a mm. uh, very good header. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, how is he not in the national team? Right, at least put him in there. You know, starting lineup is another story. Do at a Springboks spring thing for the culture. Yeah, at least put him in there. Let him see. He's still young enough. I yeah. think he's 24, 23, or something like that. At least put him in the squad. Let him see what's happening because. To me, I think we we keep going on this merry-go-round of picking cliche Chiefs, Pirates, Sundowns, Chiefs, Pirates, Super Sports, Sundowns. And you know, we, we asked this question quite a few episodes ago about mm. uh, Chabu Marulek at, uh, at, at uh, Polokwane yeah. City. You know, experienced, he's a veteran. He's had, the, arguably, the last two seasons have been one of the you know best two seasons of his life. Yeah. Sure, he might not make it to the World Cup. That's another story. But in the interim... Why don't we ever take our hottest players, mm. you know, in these games? Because, you know, I, I look at all the other national codes, you know, the cricket and the rugby, you know, if they need a quick fix, if they need, you know, somebody for a result. I'm telling you, Scott Brits is in the conversation you know I mean? for, for Springbok. Okay. They will bring in whoever is needed yeah. just to win that game. If they say we need to beat the All Blacks today and these are the three guys that know how to do it, they'll bring in those three guys just for yeah. today. So, you know, the squad to be... And uh, that last... Um, Felt like... Feldweig, I, yeah. I, I I don't know much about him, yeah. and I I just think he's been thrown in there like at late notice. You know why was he not there all along? You know why are we just shoving him in now? Yeah. So to me, it looks like a, a bit of a panic uh, sort of a, a selection. But I, I see also there also some tried and tested names, which yeah. is um, a oh. good thing in terms of selection. But what what can't Roy, um Brent Fernandez? Why can't um, the Pirates goalkeeper? Um, Escaping me now. Ooh, oh, Wayne Sanderland. Uh, yeah, Wayne, I was Wayne surprised Sanderland. that I was he's surprised really that he's been, not in there. Uh, been good in the yeah. last, you know, four or five games for yeah. Pirates right now, and, and he's fact, got international experience. Exactly. He's played so, for, for the big you know, teams. Ras Vuma. <laughs> I don't know what he's done in the last uh, f- couple of games for Chiefs, but you know, put Sanderland in there, let him get his confidence back up. Yeah. He's been saving and he's been doing well for Pirates. So, to me, if I were to grade the squad, you know, I'd probably give it like a C plus. To be honest with you. Okay, so now. Vuma, he's in there. He's in there. He, he, we, we know he's in there. Probably a, a good culture. Check it out. That kind of thing. And I, I guess one can say we can applaud uh, Stuart Baxter's bravery. A brave move to bring back someone like Lars Feldweig, who I just need to check up in terms of uh, how he's been doing, playing for playing for Rotterdam. But a couple of years ago, I wrote an article uh, when uh, Owen de Gama was the the, t- the caretaker coach, and he decided to to call into the squad Feldweig, Luther Singh. Um, uh, Percy Dow, and 
when you think of like the combinations those guys could have had. So I'm interested that they've brought him back. And I think it's good because there's a guy who's a proven goal scorer, albeit he's in, he's playing in the second, second division in, in the Netherlands. But I think it's a, it's another one of those brave decisions, kind of like, look, we need goals. We don't have any proven out and out strikers who are doing the business other than, as you said, uh, that, 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 um, uh, yes, Mtobovala from, from, from Highlands. So I think it's, it's brave, but I don't know if we'll think it's brave if we don't come back with three points or we don't qualify at all. Emeka, what's your take on, uh, on, on this Bafana Bafana squad? You need a draw. And I think that, that the team you selected is, is a very comfortable, um, is a team that definitely is going there for a draw. I think that it's a very conservative team. He's also tried not to take too many risks. Um, so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if they get a draw and they qualify, the end justifies the means. Um, we can then look at the, the tournament proper and see who should be there and who shouldn't be there. I think that uh, Baxter has gone gone for, I mean, we know with Baxter, you, you're never going to see too, him give too many take too many chances with, with with younger players or, or unproven players. Yes, they may be scoring well in the league or doing well, but, um, you know, you you could see immediately that he doesn't want to take take too many chances. And my, my word is not even the, the squad. It's, it's usually his selection on match day. Mm. Um, if he gets it right, then um, with, with the squad he's picked now, I think there's enough quality in that team to try and, and get a result if he picks the right the right selection. Yeah, I'm, and 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 I hope he does. And I mean, he'll be, he'll be hoping like guys, uh, guys like Ubongani Zongo and and Keegan Dolly, who haven't really played in 2019 because they're coming off yeah, they're of coming injuries, injuries, but they're coming with uh, with, with, yes. with the view of checking yeah, there are, in terms of there are, about, there are about four, could they about four players in that team. Yeah, four players in that team coming back from injury, and I think also uh, Rivaldo. Yes, um, and he hasn't really you know, played that much. So I'm like, I'm, no, he he's got quality. I mean, he's got he's got loads of, of caps behind his name for for a youngster. But I mean, like, that's... he hasn't even played in the Disky Challenge. So I, <laughs> unless yeah. he's playing uh, some training games, I'm not sure. Because but... like, I have he has he has he has uh, featured for Sundowns in the in the last couple of games. Uh, but I but mean, how like, many, how many? Yeah, in terms of like games, body of work of this season. season. Yeah, if he had You're come right. back from the you know played in the Disky Challenge yeah. from you know throughout the large part of the season. Yeah to get, you know, some minutes under his belt. Mm. I'd understand that. But he hasn't played that much for Sundowns, mm. period. Mm. And now you're thrusting him into a game. Listen, South Africa, this is a must-win game, okay? Yeah. This nonsense of, you know, we can draw this game. That, that culture needs to stop, okay? It's easier to plan for a loss and a win in football. You cannot plan for a draw, okay? That is impossible. That's possibly, you know, the most impossible result, you know, of, of all the <laughs> outcomes you can plan for. Because we've seen teams, but it is, uh, it is, it is the, it is what will get you through. Um, they, they must have a mindset where, where they, they go into that game with a game plan. Yes, if they have a chance to win, they win. If they don't, because it's going to be difficult. Libya is is a very formidable team. Nigeria beat them, but it was it wasn't easy. Even when Nigeria was leading, they came back quite strongly. So, you know, you have to be prepared for every scenario and look at it and say, um, if you get to a certain point and you see that a draw will get you through, then you close. Your, yeah. And do it with like, like Brazil, sometimes they get carried away, they want to show both, they want to do all sorts, and not uh, realize that to qualify, sometimes you have to play untidy, you have to, um, you know, you have to, to sacrifice a lot of things, um, just to get a result. You know, my problem is with trying to play for a draw, okay. 
what scoreline of a draw? A nil-nil draw, a one-one draw, a two-two draw? Three-three <laughs> three, 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 so, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is that, you know, playing for a draw of the three outcomes is the most difficult in football because we've seen teams fix matches to lose and we've seen teams go out there and win games, right? But a draw, if you plan, you know, for a draw, well, if the other team score yeah. and you've been holding out this time, now all of a sudden you have to switch tactics yeah. and, uh, and go out and score a goal. So it's very difficult coming in with a mindset of a draw. That is very difficult. So for me, I, you know, I, I would rather Stuart Baxter go all out for the win and, you know, hoping they don't. But if Bafana do lose, we can say, look, they lost trying to go for the win as opposed to holding back, holding back. And then, you know, you find yourself 2-0 down and then all of a sudden you have to change not only just tactics, but mindset, hmm. you know, out of nowhere to try and get a 2-2 draw. So for me, this game is a must-win game. I don't want to hear or entertain any notions of a draw. We saw how that happened in uh, in Bombela. They tried to draw, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so just now going going back to the local game. I love that you two were talking about um, a, a draw not necessarily being good for, for 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 that for that match in particular. Now, Super Sport United and Kaiser Chiefs are playing this weekend. Both of those teams, Ola, I think you must agree, it has to be a win for either one of them because because it's a case of whose title whose title hopes end. I don't think it would be that terminal for for Supersport to say if they drew because they'll still be on thirty eight points. But Kaza Chiefs on thirty five at the moment. If they yeah. lose, are they are they cast adrift? No, if Chiefs lose, that's it uh, for the season. Uh, they might as well put all their eggs in the Net Bank Cup. And obviously try get, you know, a fourth place finish, uh, you know, get into Kevcon Fed. Excuse me. So I, I think that's where, you know, the, uh, that's what's going to happen with Chiefs should they lose. But I actually think this game could end up being a draw. Okay. Uh, simply because, you know, both teams are actually playing well. So look, a draw is not such a bad thing, a bad thing if you know both teams mm. are coming, you know, uh, on form. Yeah. Right. So. You know, they're both coming off victories over the weekend. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they, they can see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, okay. right? There's a CAF Confed, there's a possible league title, and there's a possible uh, Champions League uh, finish, right? So I don't think they're going to go all gung-ho on trying to eliminate each other, which is the same thing that you saw when Sundowns... It. Which is the same thing you saw when Sundowns played Vits, right? Yeah. You know, no team really went on the front. For, Nobody's looking for scared. the knockout punch. Almost, almost like, yeah, exactly, yeah. like boxes in the yeah. ring, you know, scared of each other because they know it can end in one punch so to me I, I i do fancy a draw although i must say um the chiefs really have turned the corner and uh you know they're now finding goals yeah you know, from somewhere they're now scoring so you know and uh, super sport obviously needed a, a late one over the weekend so i i really do think it will be a goal scoring draw i don't think it'll be a draft draw i think it'll it's possible that's going to be a 2-2 or 1-1 emeka these teams have in the past always been entertainers, especially in terms of, of cup of in cup competitions. The always... new cup kings against old cup kings. <laughs> now, is this going to be? Do you agree with Paula that it's going to be one of those like? Um, I think we may have lost Emeka there. Emeka. All right. Well, I mean, we were not getting Emeka there at the moment, but Paula, this season has almost looked like. It's, it's we can't really ex, we, we can't explain how it when when people ask ask the question of why where is the premier, why is the absolute premiership like this at this moment you're looking for a one a singular moment that answers or uh, one answer that answers why we're here at this point looking at 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 how the season has turned out what's the one thing that you've 
in, in, if you're saying you're going to look at it, what's the one thing that you think has kind of gotten us to this point? I think, you know, you, you've got to give credit to the top eight teams because, I mean, for them to be at this stage, they've had to have put in a, a, a consistent uh, string of results. Okay, I know most people are arguing that it's been inconsistent. You know, we've seen changes, you know, three, four, five, six, and and so on. But, you know, the, the top eight have largely been consistent. And if you look at the results that they've had against the smaller teams, mm. so-called smaller teams, you know, they've actually done well. Yeah. And it's when they faced each other where the results have been tight. If it's, you know, the Sundowns, Vits, the, the, the Supersport Pirates. Yeah. And we're going to see this weekend with uh, Supersport Chiefs. So... You know, th- there's an argument, you know, on, on my side that I think, you know, this season, you know, shows that once, you know, Pirates and Sundowns sort of showed that they're taking Continental Football Series, yeah. right? That third and fourth place finish now is actually more valuable it's than it's ever, ever yeah. been. So now you have a Pulukwane City who might be interested in playing in Africa because they want to take their chances. I mean, wasn't it a couple of, probably like in the 20, 2013s, 2012s, where Black Leopards played in the CAF Confederation Cup as well? Yes. It was, so, yeah. So, you know, you want to see that as a South African fan. You want to see, you know, all our teams uh, you know, continentally, because I, I, I personally, you know, would like to just expand our football, you know, into, uh, you know, the whole of Africa and, uh, you know, expand our product and also just to see how, you know, our players fare out against talent from other uh, nationalities. Yeah. Because the only chance that you have is, you know, when Bafana are in CAF competition. But I also want to see, you know, how Iburukwana City, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> would do against a Asante, yeah. you know, or Zanaco yeah. or Zesco. So I think it's good for South African football. Emeka, you were saying? I think, I think, I think, I think they would do well. Iburukwana City and, and especially Black Leopards have played very well. And I, I think even Amazulu, Despite their position, you saw how good they were against against Bidvest and even against Pirates when they lost. They played, they played very well. Some of those teams um, will gain a lot of confidence from qualifying for for Africa. And the way it looks right now, Polokwane City has defined every order, and they, they're looking pretty much like like um, a team that if if they don't get rated next season, they might uh, push a step further. Uh, but I, f- I fear for them that you know, with the way they've done well, they probably will lose a lot of their their key players going into the new season. But um, you know, in, in the league right now, they've, they've, they've really shown um, a lot of tenacity, and they've, they've they've made the race interesting because you've got something something close to to eight teams around the top, jostling for for certain kind of uh, you know photo finish at the end yeah. of the day. I mean, like, it definitely makes for, for great writing for reporters, right? Come the end of the season, there's going to be so much content. No, even, for, even for fans, even yeah. for fans, because you, what you will see is every game suddenly has an importance and nobody wants mm. to miss uh, that I wasn't at the game where, where, where they achieved the certain kind of results. It's, it's weird just how, um, how this season has turned out to be uh, probably some kind of blessing. Emeka, you know, it's before, before we let you go and we jump to the second half, I want to put down a challenge. Pitch Invasion podcast must go to a match. And I, I'm not sure whether... I, I'm, I'm looking for one on the calendar. Maybe we can go to this uh, Sundowns versus Pirates game on the 27th of May. Um, and I think we want oh, to... I, 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 I think I we want to experience and see and feel the, 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 the kind of... Almost like what we've been getting this season in terms of like fans, passion, goals. And I think that game will have goals. That game on the 27th is yeah, going to have goals. Let's go there. Let's go there. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. I think that 
um, that would be that, that, that would be record every time that would be very very <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like how I how I go and when I go and watch the Lions, they they lose. Oh, <laughs> super rugby! <laughs> All right, Dimeka, we're going to let you go, and uh, we'll jump into the second half. So uh, please uh, keep listening, and we'll be right back. All right, thanks. You are listening to the Pitch Invasion Podcast, the podcast for football travelists. We have uh, Tabang Radao on the line now, switched out with Emeka, so we're doing that substitution thing. Tabang, we were speaking yeah. earlier about, we're just going to, I just wanted to ask you, because you're, you're, you're a chief zealot, I just wanted to ask you, whose title <laughs> hopes end this weekend? Super Sports or Vits? Uh, um, Super Sports or Chiefs? I mean, <laughs> Super Sports or Vits, or Chiefs. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Hi, listen, higher learning frankly, on my mind, man. <laughs> Frankly, we, we're doing that typical South African thing of uh, we South Africans are very good at maths, first yeah. of all. Uh, we, we really like working out on my permutations, yeah. um, which I think we only did in the latter part of our high school. So we're pretty good at maths. But let's put those maths books aside. Chiefs are not in the title race. Let's move on with our lives. Thank you. Oh, okay. Is this, is this a, is this a, this sounds like oh, a on, self-preservation. A it sounds like home. self-preservation, but okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, it is a whole host of uh, self-preservation. As we speak, Chiefs are sitting, what, seventh on the log? Why are we having this conversation? I think it's a better thing to, to make it, into, to hold on to this top eight spot rather than yeah. to just, you know, try kid ourselves and try uh, go for the title. The other thing is, mm-hmm. I mean, do you watch Kaiser Chiefs play? That's the other thing. Do you watch them Does play? That, but is it an enterprising team that you would be happy if they like won the league, of course you wouldn't be happy because you're Pirates fans, but still, like <laughs> that to be winning the league right now. Guys, I'm saying this as a Chiefs fan. I've spoken about this all season long. Chiefs went into the season incorrectly with Solinas, and we find ourselves trying to fix it with Middendorp, who isn't really good at this. But anyway, whatever. Okay. Unless we talk about it, the better. Let's carry on. All right. Put me in here for another segment. Let's go. <laughs> now, uh, I'm glad you're talking about someone coming in and fixing things. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's uh, unbeaten record in the Premier League as Manchester United caretaker manager, as they like reminding us, is over. Ola Makwaza 2-0 at the Emirates. Uh, I'm sure you're still basking. You're basking in that result. No, no, I expected that. Come on, um, look, <laughs> oh my um, goodness. <laughs> wow, wow. I've heard it all. It, it, look, I, I won't lie to you. Man United actually played, um, I think, the first 20 minutes. Like, yeah. Arsenal could have been down. <laughs> they hit the post twice. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Leno had to make some world-class saves. But, you know what? It was an important result uh, for Arsenal, right? It was a big result. But it was also a culture-changing result, mm. right? Because if you look at Arsenal, uh, you know, against the top six in the last decade, okay, under Wenger, right? The record has been poor. Mm. And often, a lot of those teams have been playing with a lot of badge, right? Chelsea, Man City, Manchester United, they come in and they play Arsenal and, you know, it's Chelsea, it's Man yeah. City, it's Man United. As an Arsenal fan, you know, you're worried that it doesn't get to another four, five, six, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just had flashbacks to those Liverpool but the, games. But <laughs> this season, what Emery's done, he's changed the culture. Yeah. He's made Arsenal fans and players believe that, listen, you're amongst the top teams and you need to start behaving like it, right? And that comes through in his uh, team selection and his lineup and his decisions, right? Right? I mean, for an Arsenal manager to play two strikers, you know, against a, uh, a, an informed Man United and sacrifice numbers in the midfield says a lot, right? Whereas Arsene Wenger before used to flood the midfield mm. and try hold, you know, off against a big team as opposed to chasing the result. 
And I mean, you look at the way Arsenal played uh, against Man United, you know, they really played like the home team for a large part of the game, which is something that's been missing under Wenger, you know, for a very long time. And the other thing that I also found interesting for me, you know, when you looked at both sides is that, you know, Unai Emery against the top six, mm. right? Uh, you think he's got 12 or 13 points out of a possible 30. Wenger last season only took six, right? So that's not against six yeah. against Man City. One against six against Liverpool, which we should have won at the Emirates. Yeah. That's four out of six against Tottenham. That's four out of six against Man United and three out of six against Chelsea. If an Arsenal fan died six years ago and you woke him up and told him that happened today, <laughs> he would not believe it, right? So you can see the culture shift that Unai Emery is, is, is bringing about, you know, um, his ways into the club. And it was more evident over the weekend against Manchester United because they, they've been calling the Emirates, you know, Jesse Lingos Tots <laughs> right? But that all stopped. And you've got to give praise to Unai Emery with what he's doing. And I think it was a huge result for Arsenal, very significant in terms of the way the club and the, the direction of where Unai Emery What's wants to go and his aspirations. Oh, I, I, hear, I hear that. I guess yeah. maybe, maybe this will be a question maybe in, a, in, a, in another conversation we'll be asking uh, Mr. Makwaza here, but I'm going to ask you, Tabang, from the outside looking, sure. does it look like Arsenal have turned a corner? No, guys. I think I think Arsenal is playing is playing as good as it can play. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I actually feel for Unai Emery. <laughs> Pardon what's that? Uh, give us 200 million like you guys and we'll find out. <laughs> look, um, how Arsenal have chosen to spend their money is, is really none of my business. Um, but I, I will say this, with the squad that he's got, um, I mean, he lined them up with in, in a 5-3-2 in my book uh, yesterday, and that's why he could have the two strikers. And I think it was quite smart to pin us back that way and not uh, let Arsenal be open on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the flanks. I personally feel that if if it's not Maitland-Niles, it is definitely Bert Leno, who were your man of the matches yesterday. They were fantastic. Um, and, and then you got to give it to, to Unai Emery for coming through with those tactics. I think it looked very good yesterday. Um, and literally, though, this Arsenal team in the top six probably has the worst squad, I would I would say. Are you um, yes, there are some star players. I, I, no, I think there are some some really good players. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Um, I'm not saying they... But, but overall, as a squad... They are really punching above their weight, and I think it is down to Unai Emery. And I will say that I can give it to him. Um, but, 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 I mean, I think Arsenal is still a very long way away from really. Let's not even speak about challenging for for the, for the league at the moment. But if they really get into the top four this season, they would have really punched above their weight. Sorry, I got to give to them the stats. Um, if the stats are a long the stats way, that way, well, that's exactly well, that's Joe and cool. <laughs> Okay. I thought but I was if complimenting Arsenal. Long, there. long way. <laughs> Where exactly are Manchester United? Because you know that's now what since Sir Alex Ferguson. That's like some eight hundred million spent now, right? So, and you know you've missed Champions Leagues, you've missed Europe, European football altogether. You know, so how far Arsenal uh, are Man United? Then, if you're saying Arsenal are that far away, I mean that's perfectly fine. If you're going to say that we've missed. Um, we, we, we've missed the Champions League so have you and in this time since say Alex Ferguson um, was away the best that we finished the league was, was second under Mourinho in his first season so from a league perspective um, I can't say Manchester United is, is, is closer um, than Arsenal because frankly 
Arsenal and United used to fight for every single league title for de- for, for a better part of a decade. And we now we're fighting considerably for that position far. that you guys have mocked us for 10 years that you guys are crying for right now <laughs> and you might not get, which is fourth place. Yeah, because we're not used to it. We're not used to it. You it's weren't used to it under Moyes, you weren't used to it under Louis Van Gaal. I think you've had more than enough time to get used to it. <laughs> no, my man, for you, it took many, many years to get used to that. It's so unusual to us. We're firing coaches mid-season. That's why we're doing it. You guys didn't even pull the trigger on Wenger. Uh, well, didn't pull the trigger fully, let me say, on Wenger. But we're not used to it. We don't want to be in this position. It is a mediocre position to be in for a club like Manchester United other teams would be very happy to be in that position that's why they continue to look for that position but with that said both United and Arsenal have really got a long way to go in terms of challenging uh, Liverpool and Manchester City that's something we cannot get away from and I gotta say I love the stats that you were you were, you you're pulling out there Arsenal have done well against uh, the, the the big teams. I also saw it on your Twitter uh, last night. So 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 well done to Arsenal. When Emery is doing very well, and I'll give you that. But if you're asking me for 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 more compliments for Arsenal, please, you've come to the wrong place. I'll say it's this not going right, to happen uh, about Arsenal, right? Um, this is more so about Una Emery, right? Um, if you look at Arsenal in, in the context of this season, right, the guy was given like a fifty odd million budget, right, and. You know, he had to do a lot of wheeling and dealing mm-hmm. in there. He lost Sven Mislintat in the middle of the season. Yeah, We've had injuries. Cool. So the guys had to deal with on and off the field things that, I mean, as a manager in your first season of a big club, it's a nightmare, right? But the coolest head, and he's had to deal with the Ozil situation yeah. as well, right? But the coolest head out of everybody this season has been the manager. And that to me has shown a great sign of leadership because if the, which is where Manchester United went wrong, right? Is that everybody was, you know, under fire, but the manager in Jose Mourinho couldn't even keep a cool head to say, guys, listen, I've got this under wrap. We're going to get through this. So when I look at what Una Emery's done this season, hence I use the word culture change, right? He's changing the perception of how Arsenal feel about themselves right and how other teams perceive Arsenal because now you know as my, I, I know Liverpool beat us by five but that was an abomination but you know <laughs> even a Man City you know give us respect yeah. right Man United definitely have our respect now right four out of six this season and, what and, um, <laughs> no you, 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 you do not at, have our respect you, you look at the North I'll give you the you've got the three points not my respect no no, no four four out of six right get that right four out of six right <laughs> so he's changing the perception yeah right and he's done it very quickly that takes a lot of time mm. you saw how Louis van Gaal struggled you saw how David Moore struggled and you saw how Jose Mourinho struggled and if you look at uh, Pep Guardiola he struggled okay it was his his first season but he struggled having spent 150 yeah. million so hence i say you know our owner just needs to get his head you know out of his backside Owners, yeah. and you know basically just invest in this mm. team because if una emre on a net spend of 56 million i think you know can put austin in the top alone, four, alone sp- and alone there. yeah just yeah. one guy you know but if una emre can do that you know give him the money give him the backing and let's see what happens now yeah but i mean no wait, wait wait hold on hold on one second look Shorty, I, yeah. I hear what Paul is saying but but i actually do not agree because in the same breath i can pull out spurs who spend no money and have even less money than than Arsenal um, and they've uh, 
done particularly well. And the other thing, I, th- I think I think we're also giving Unai Emery a lot of props, which yes, he deserves, but slightly a bit too much because he had Wenger as the coach that, that preceded him. Louis van Gaal, which I was not a fan of, which didn't take me very long. Neither was I a fan of David Moyes, nor Mourinho. They, were, they had the shadow of Sir Alex Ferguson there and the team that had been synonymous for winning championships after championships and challenging for, for trophies across the continent. So frankly, the, 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 the threshold and the standard was considerably lower for Arsenal. And I'm sorry to say that. I'm saying that with all due respect. Um, because he had to come into a team um, that, that was managed by Arsene Wenger, I will give him props for what he did, particularly with his tactics yesterday. And he's doing as best as he can. But hey, let's not overshoot this now. This is an Arsenal team that won a couple of FA Cups in a very long time. Come on now. No, it's not a team that but, was winning leagues. Uh, if, <laughs> With all due respect, but, bro, but, come on. But but Tabal, but we'll okay. ask the same question if, of, of, but, but, of Manchester United. No, 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 yes, right. If if Jay Z and Beyonce. No, no, no. We were talking today, about the, the, the Tabal. If Jay Z and Beyonce divorced today, right? I don't sure. care about uh, Chase's shadow. I'm telling Beyonce. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I need to well, do. Your well, wife wouldn't be yeah, happy about that. But yeah. No, I'm just saying, yeah. hypothetically speaking, uh-huh. right? If Chase and Beyonce divorce, right? Yeah. I don't care about Chase's shadow, hmm. right? I'm telling Beyonce. I need to do the prerequisites. I yeah. need to make sure that I do what I need to do to keep Beyonce, yeah. right? So if Sir Alex Ferguson leaves, shadow, no shadow, I'm at Manchester United, right? What's the excuse? Listen, I think so we were dealing with coaches with real insecurities. In every situation, right? Yeah. Literally, you know, it was a divorced woman, right? Or a widow. Yeah. Seriously, it was a widow. So Una Emery <laughs> steps in and he has to heal, right? That's the first yeah. thing he had to do. Is Dr. Heal, Phil, I'm pulling up a, right? a chair here. He had here. to heal a club that was hurting for a very long time. They weren't competitive against the top six. Mm. They were losing big games at home and they didn't even play a style of football that you would think that, you know what, this style of football is going to, you know, is, um, you know, has a, a bit of substance that can win you big games. Mm. So that's why I'm saying so, is that with Una Emery, the praise that I'm giving him is the fact that in one season, right? I, I understand what you're saying with Pochettino, but Pochettino to me, he's got a once in a generation squad and it's the same thing that, um, Claudio Ranieri had with Leicester yeah. once in a generation yeah. squad and half that team is gone now yeah. right so yeah. y- you know with Unai Emery he's had to do so many things on and off the field but the key thing is that unlike Mourinho like I said he didn't lose his head he mm. stuck to himself and you know when you have the cool the biggest head the coolest head in the room often you know uh, things you know are smooth sailing so that's why I'm saying you know, Una Emre as an Arsenal fan, never mind the fact that I'm an Arsenal fan, but I give him a lot of praise because he's had to deal with so many things to make sure that Arsenal are still competitive. Now, I'm cool. I'll join you with the props, but it won't go as far as you, 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 you're taking. <laughs> I'm going to segue, I'm gonna, I'm gonna segue yeah. Tavan, to, to, to ask you this question because... Um, Unai Emery is in a he's he's in a, a, a solid a, a solid position in terms of he's not going anywhere he's staying with the team that he's he's the Arab, he's the, he's the leader of that team Manchester United yeah. on the other hand there's still this talk of are they giving one are they giving Ole the the the, the reins which is a stupid is it, by now they should have um, and, <clears throat> and 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 you also think like where are they where are they going I mean goodness sake they've got they've got him doing adver- advertisements for the next season 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 ticket holders so they might as well um, but then the question <clears throat> remains what are United's season expectations now because the couple of points off 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 Arsenal they're looking at f- positions four five they're looking at four three two one 
what are Manchester United's expectations this season? Because I said something to you yesterday and you said I was crazy. I said, I believe this Manchester United team could actually really go far into the Champions League. I'd even wager, maybe we must put, put more money on that, Ola, that crazy. They, I'm crazy. crazy. <laughs> that they could win the UEFA Champions League. Oh, sorry, that's breaking. It's breaking. Sorry, guys. No, I said... Sorry, guys, it was breaking quite a bit there. Uh, you said, the last thing you said, uh, I thought you were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the most important that was, thing they covered. Uh, um, well, <laughs> not as crazy is someone saying the Lakers need to trade LeBron but um, what, what, what I'm saying is what are Manchester United's expectations for the rest of the season I'm not entirely sure what the expectations are but I can tell you what I think the expectations should be yeah. I think um, in the season where in the middle of the season you lose a manager and have to pay him out I think just south of 20 million pounds we're in the wrong jobs guys um, <laughs> you can get fired and still make 20 million pounds wow hasn't it's been um, been doing that yet sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah these guys are really robbing us kind of like what Ozil is doing to Arsenal anyway oh. same thing's happening with Sanchez at United same thing's happening with Sanchez at United I think those are the, for me the, the most important thing is um, for me in the Champions League anything that you get we're still in the three ch- competitions right the Champions League we're not in it for the title don't for, for in the don't, EPL. Don't say the word treble. Don't go there. I, I know where this is going. Listen, I know I'm a fan. I love the team. But I would never, ever talk about treble right now. That would be so foolish. So catch us. I think anything in the Champions League is a bonus after last week Wednesday. Mm. So you play it with all the freedom and you just go for it. With that said, I hope we, we get a favorable draw. I wouldn't mind playing Porto. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then, then, and then second of all... I'll take you back to 2001. No, no, I'm not scared of it. I also remember 2008 in the dugout with a very long range shot by by Ronaldo. We 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 good, we good. <laughs> so 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 a favorable draw in the, in the in the Champions League would be great. But anything in the Champions League is a bonus. Mm. Played with freedom, go for it. Yeah. Top four is the absolute priority because this off season is probably the most important thing. Where in the off season you have to make a decision what it is that you're going to do. Uh, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Heck, another decision you need to, to make is, is the hair. if you can get Alexa. Look, the hair is, is very simple. The hair, you need to pay him whatever it takes to keep him at the club. Yeah. The more important thing is trying to get someone like Sanchez off the books <laughs> as, 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 as quickly as possible. It sounds very silly, but the best. it doesn't make sense to pay that much money um, 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 there are creative ways to get out of it. You can pay him half of his money and, and let him go on loan till the end of his contract or whatever. But you need to get very creative in getting him off the books. So that's not a guy who's enjoying his soccer right now and his form is very bad. Um, so so that's the, the, the priority. But really, it's about getting to the off season, hopefully in the, in the top four position, and just enjoying the Champions League for what it is, guys. Give the guys a run. Let them enjoy it. And without the burden of needing to win the Champions League um, play free, freely and, and see how far you can go that's what I think should happen these next nine games in the EPL are probably the most important um, I'm, I'm, the FA Cup I mean yeah, you, you take it as it goes it's a, it's a cup competition hmm. well you know I, I wanted to talk about Liverpool because because we 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 because you were all things about all things red today but uh, uh, <laughs> i just keep it moving um guys champions league is uh matches are happening this week cristiano ronaldo and juventus are going back to turin with a 2-0 deficit um they 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 against atletico madrid i see this game doing on twitter uh hashtag Bring, we can come back or something along those lines but if Juventus get knocked out 
if Juventus get knocked out, who does this look bad on? On Juventus or Cristiano Ronaldo? Neither, to be honest with you. Because Considering they brought they brought him for that reason? Well, you know what? Um, neither. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because I think the one issue that Juventus have going against them this season is that, you know, Serie A has been such a cakewalk for them that they haven't really been tested. The closest test that they've come against uh, is Napoli. And, you know, they won both games, you know, home and away. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I look at it in the Champions League. This year, it's just, you know, it's wide open. You can't really say they are the favourites. You can't say they're not the favourites. You know, so it's, it's one of those wide open Champions Leagues where you can't really say it, it's disappointing because yeah. they aren't the favourites, yeah. right? But I think it, it would be more so for Juventus to answer the question specifically it would be more so for Juventus than it is for Ronaldo I mean the guy's won it three times in a row right Mm. he's got nothing to lose quite frankly whereas Juventus they keep you know every year they are just buying player upon player in a with a single quest to win this competition right and they're failing right Mm. they we need to start talking about uh, Juventus I know PSG have been catching a lot of yeah but Juventus are also just as interested as PSG in winning the they've won seven Scudettos in a row Mm. why would they be interested in the in the league right so the main focus is Champions Champions League League. so I think it's more on them than it is on On Cristiano Ronaldo to be honest with you Tavang yeah, for me, it's kind of like LeBron James and the Lakers, where LeBron James has been playing in the NBA Finals for like, what, eight straight years, and all of a sudden he's going to miss the playoffs uh, because the Lakers uh, are pretty much terrible, and so is he this year, unfortunately. Well, not not he's, he's averaging 27 points. <laughs> With that said, Ronaldo is showing up and being Ronaldo, and, 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 and he's doing his best. But I, I have to agree with Paula here, and maybe that's a nice way to, to wrap up the show. <laughs> that look, <laughs> that look um, it, it's hard to find someone to blame because Ronaldo's already got it made right and really there's not yes he, he was the missing ingredients that, that would get them over the line in terms yeah. of the Champions League but the other thing that this team needs to realize is yeah the, 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 I feel like their window is actually closing and Ronaldo was like kind of like that last row you know what I mean and if you don't do it with him um, and it doesn't look like they're going to do it with him because Atletico will rather wrestle you to the ground than lose that match um it's pretty much. I reckon it's pretty much over for 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 this Juventus uh, team in the in the in the in the in the Champions League. And I reckon over the next three years, they really need to start doing a proper rebuild, um, kind of uh, like what Milan is doing a bit with a lot of young Italian talent, um, but really starting to move away from some of those Pianiches and even Chiellini start start fading those guys out and bringing in new talent to go go for it again. Um, but yeah, Scudetto is theirs. Uh, if they don't make it in the Champions League this year, it's probably about ripping the playbook up and trying again. You know what Juve's biggest yeah. problem is, right? It's something that is not within their control. Mm. That league is terribly weak, okay? And it's the same problem with PSG, right? Their leagues are terribly weak. It's not a coincidence mm. that over the last 10 years, right, the, the combined um, Champions League and Europa League, right? Yeah. That's what are we talking about? 20... Um, in the last year, yeah, right? Yeah. 20, 20 the, titles. 20 titles, Combined, right? Yeah. I think something like 14 have been won by Spanish teams. Yeah. Right? That, that's, I, I, that's, I think that's indictment on the rest right? of Europe. That, that's not a coincidence yeah. because La Liga is bloody competitive, mm. right? And you look at on... When I say bloody competitive, I mean like if you look at the, the top six, seven, eight teams in La Liga, right? They play really good football, mm. okay? And you look at them in the context of 
you know when they play the rest of the you know European teams yeah. they're playing the sort of style that Spain in the last 10 years has dominated yeah. football so they, they're mirroring the national team in some way and you also look at the fact that um, you've had different Spanish teams win that or Sevilla Atletico Madrid you know uh, um, you, you had uh, Villarreal and Valencia making some good runs in there so when I look at uh, the La Liga, uh, when I look at Serie A, for example, right, the top three teams, right, are the best, and the rest mm. are honestly the worst. And that competition doesn't gear Juventus to be prepared for the Champions League. In League One, it doesn't gear PSG no. to be battle ready because the styles of play, you know, they don't come across a, a, a certain style of play that demands for them to be at their greatest. Yeah. It might come from one or two teams, but any given week, Girona can come to the Bernabeu and win. Yeah. Right? So in France, you know, Aims are not going to come to uh, Parc de France and, and, and beat PSG. Mm. That's not happening, right? Juventus, Swasol are not coming to. Uh, the Juventus Stadium and winning there. So that's what those two teams, their biggest problem is, is that their, weak, their leagues are just too weak and it doesn't help them for the Champions League. Doesn't help them for the Champions League. Tabang, thank you so much for, for joining us in this uh, the second half. Episode 30 is next week. I know you've been you've been following, you've been tracking with us. Um, yeah, well done, guys. Got to say, well done. So 30 episodes looking good. We're 30 episodes deep next week. Uh, Tabang, we should have a, a nice friendly wager on who <laughs> finishes uh, ahead between Man United and Arsenal. We, we need to Friendly. come up with something. Are you guys, we, we need to come up with will, something. Will you guys yeah, yeah. be uh, like uh, dealing in Valpres or Boneco pumps? Uh, no, I don't know. No, 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 no. My taste is much more expensive. Hate, I, I would hate. Thank you. I would hate to take this man's money. No. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Tavang? You know what? I think you guys should should settle this on FIFA because um, you, 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 you're a bit of a what? Uh, are you a savant? You see yourself as a, a bit of a FIFA savant, right? Or as representing no, no, South no, Africa no, no, in no. FIFA World Cups. No, no, so no. I think it's only it fair. I think we to need to play do that. Just for the fun's sake, we need I'm to not a bit of myself. <laughs> but yeah, you must pick Arsenal and I must pick Man United. <laughs> <laughs> just for me to have a chance. Uh, that, just for me to have a chance. Problem? No. no not for me to have a chance anyway cool well guys thank you for tracking with us thank you for listening this is uh, Pitch Invasion Podcast the podcast for football tribalists check us in next week uh, Ola thank you for coming out again very late but uh, thank you thanks guys cheers alright cool thank you it's been fun bye Pitch Invasion is the podcast for football tribalists to contribute to the show pose a topic of debate or just complain about your favourite team send us a WhatsApp voice note on plus two seven six zero nine two one six nine seven seven that's plus two seven six zero nine two one six nine seven seven or send us a text message starting with hashtag pitch invasion remember to follow the pitch invasion podcast on facebook twitter and instagram under the username pitch invaded